Welcome to another edition of Conversations with Creative Women. I'm Sandy Klein, direct from Australia, Claudia Nankervis, and she's not my first guest from the land down under. That distinction goes to her filmmaker mom, Sue Thompson, who I had the honor and privilege of interviewing a year ago. Claudia has another creative parent. Her dad, Brian Nankervis, co-hosts a popular music TV show back home called Rock Wiz, where she worked as a production assistant at just the age of 16. Claudia, who's in her mid-20s, has quite a resume. While attending college at the Royal Institute of Technology, she took a class in radio presenting and production. For six months, she co-hosted Room with a View on Triple R, a public radio station in Melbourne. She also worked the graveyard shift at Triple Three, playing music and doing interviews. In 2016, the year before she graduated, Claudia went abroad, traveling around Europe before snagging an internship at Market Road Films, a production company in New York City. After earning her degree, Claudia held a variety of jobs, including a producer's assistant for televised events at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. There was also a stint as a production runner for another TV show, The Investigators, a 40-episode kids program. Claudia is currently co-hosting a podcast for her high school, St. Michael's Grammar, and is working on developing a web series. So let's meet and get to know Claudia Nankervis. Welcome, and thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Sandy. Let me ask you, why are you in the States? I had some months off between big jobs and haven't been back here since I was here in 2016 and completely fell in love with it when I was here last time. So I wanted to come back and I have a friend who lives in LA and stayed with her for a week and then I'm here by myself for three weeks just exploring and coming and watching you record podcast <laughs> episodes and hanging out with old friends and seeing if I love the city as much as I did the first time. And do you? Yeah, I think so. I, you know, I was thinking to myself that you could just, and here I'm going to date myself with this line, just read the phone book and it would be fine with me because I just love the accent. Really? <laughs> oh, yes. I, it's just, I'm really taken. A um, lot of Americans are very taken by Australians. Yeah. Okay. So, Is being creative and doing these creative activities in your DNA because of your parents? Yeah. So what was that like growing up with a mom and a dad like yours? Pretty, pretty incredible. I was constantly surrounded by just this world and amazing people and parents who taught me to never give up and just push for what I wanted to happen and make a change in this industry. I think my mom especially, she's always taught me to never back down and that we need to push for more equality in film and television and I've learned so much through them and just to be surrounded by them the whole my whole life it's amazing. Well that's the politics part of it. Yeah. What about the creativity part of that? What was that like having your parents in a way be public figures maybe your dad more so than your mom? What was that like? Great. I mean, I've never really seen my dad as a famous person or anything. It's funny when we walk down the street sometimes and he gets stopped and stuff, but, you know, he's our dad and we play Frisbee and we are brought up listening to incredible music. And he puts his pants on one leg at a time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, But no, I feel very blessed to have been showed music and books and films and being taken around the world with seeing the world in a, with a creative mm. view, I think. Mm-hmm. Through a creative lens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did your mom 
start making movies when you were a young child? Yeah, she's been a filmmaker my whole life. Your whole life. Yeah, so I've also been very used to that aspect of documenting everything that I see. Mum's mm. always taking photos or filming. And when we, when my sister turned 21 recently and we were going through old videos and mum and dad have been filming us and <laughs> recording us <laughs> our whole lives, which mm-hmm. is pretty special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That never bothered you? Oh, get that camera out of my face. No, I don't think so. And now I'm just as obsessed with taking photos and recording. Did you assume as you got older that you would be on this creative trajectory, whether it be radio, television, or film, or did you think you'll do all three? I don't think I've ever really thought I would be in any other industry. It's kind of just felt natural for me to follow in my parents' footsteps. You know, obviously I'm not really doing the stand-up comedian way that my well, what my dad is, but I mean, I'm now working as in the Melbourne International Comedy Festival as assistant producer. So I do have comedy in my bones. I'm, you know, loved doing Triple R and now I'm making a podcast. So, yeah, radio I also love. When I was in high school, I was probably more in front of the camera and I liked being on stage and I was always part of the musicals and plays during school. Mm-hmm. But then I once was behind the scenes and I fell in love with that and mum and dad have always encouraged me to do that. To pursue either path? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they always say, mum's always said, well, why don't you become a lawyer or a doctor? Like, a good (laughs) good way to make money. But that's just not what my passions are. And I can't, I don't feel fulfilled in, when you know, when I studied those sorts of things during high school, I didn't feel fulfilled or my passion was always lay in the creative field. Mm -hmm. So it was a natural act for you. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Let's it's the third Dissect biggest comedy this. festival in the world. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. So I ushered, I was an usher there in 2013 and just, f- I loved that. And, you, you know, you just usher and you get to see as many comedy shows as you want. And then the next year I got involved in the production side of it and went into the producers team for the all the televised events. So we work on all the galas and everything that goes to air basically and that's an incredible team of three women. It was at the start and I was their assistant and I, you know, just ran around and helped them on anything. And then this year I became assistant producer, which is funny how, you know, you swap two words around and suddenly <laughs> my role is way bigger and seems more important. But yeah. And you get paid for that second role more than the first or you got paid for both? Get paid for both. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Does your dad perform? Mom and dad were working at the comedy festival when it started. And what was your mother doing? Doing what I was doing, producing. So she was behind the camera. Yeah, they both worked at a restaurant called The Last Laugh in Melbourne on Smith Street, and that's where the comedy festival started. They were both, mum was the host or like, you know, the maitre d' kind of figure would welcome all the clients in and Mm -hmm. sit them down. And dad was a waiter and would perform all the waiters and the staff would do little gigs and stand up comedy throughout the night for the audience and for the clients I guess and that's where the comedy festival started and is that where they were discovered yeah 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 that's where they met as well oh that's so funny yeah. so the last laugh yeah the last laugh has a lot of uh, potency for it's the, incredible. your incredible yeah i really want to do a little podcast or a you know, short film about how the comedy festival started through the last laugh. I've just been brought up hearing stories about these times. And now the fact that I'm working in what they created is really special for me. I'm just curious, did your dad in his comedy 
rely a lot on what went on in his home life? Were you guys, not the brunt of his jokes, because that sounds negative, but I don't mean it that way. No, no, not really. Dad hasn't done much comedy since we were born. He, he has a character called Raymond J. Bartholomew, which is just this bizarre poet and does strange poems and is he does a lot of emceeing and hosting events and stuff. But no, not not. A lot of that comes from us, although maybe it does, and he's just being secret about it. Changing it. <laughs> so Rock Wiz is more of a... Music quiz show. A music quiz show. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. So then you came to the States in 2016. Mm-hmm. And how did you manage to land this internship at Market Road Films? I sent out about 5,000 emails to different production companies around New York, and then I went for a few interviews at a few places, but then I got one at the Market Road Films and they were incredible and took me in and I interned there for three days a week for three months and it was amazing. That's where I learnt everything. I owe everything to them. So what did they do? They were in the middle of finishing a, a TV show, oh, sorry, a film called We Will Rise, which was on CNN about women in Africa and educating girls and with um, Michelle Obama and Meryl mm. Streep. So mm. that was pretty amazing to come to New York and work Boy, in you Brooklyn. landed in it. Yeah. I know. Yeah, oh, my yeah. God. And I was, you know, um, piecing together photos for them and having to go in the archival footage and looking at Michelle Obama and Meryl Streep, which was pretty great. But, yeah, they just – it was a really small production company. There was only five of them at the time. So I got to witness a lot of what goes on behind the scenes, which is – so important and it was just really hands-on and they trusted me and yeah it was amazing so they did mostly documentaries yeah yeah so did that solidify it for you in terms of coming home and just honing in on what it is you wanted to do yeah definitely so a school like the royal institute of technology that's what you learn there that's sort of an interesting name for a college yeah you can study a lot of things at RMIT. I did media and communications. And yeah, I was majoring in cinema and I was lucky enough to learn um, how to broadcast and be on Triple R through them. And I was in the production world at, during that course, but coming back and after doing my internship here, I mm-hmm. was just like, get me out of uni. I need to get into the working field. And that summer I got back and spoke to Robin Butler and Wayne Hope, who have the production company Gristmill in Melbourne. And I told them how much I loved my time in New York and how much I learned at Market Road Films. And, you know, in a year's time, I was working with them on in their production company, which was... While you were still in school? I just graduated. Just graduated. Two weeks beforehand. Uh-huh. Did you ever go on location with your mother on her films? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While that was exciting, that didn't speak to you in the same way. It has in the sense of podcasting and radio, but, mm-hmm. you know, film documentary, not as much. I, I, I don't know why. Maybe it will when I'm older. Well, it doesn't matter. When you feel something and, yeah. you want, and you know that it's right for you and it doesn't mean that you can't make adjustments. Yeah. What came to you in terms of the podcast? What spoke to you about that? It's a different form of storytelling, really. Mm-hmm. It's um, when I was runner on back in Very Small Business and the investigators, I would spend hours upon hours in my car and during the day in my car driving around and I would listen to podcasts constantly and Mm -hmm. just loved that I could escape from the world and, you know, 
hear about these other stories and also the different forms of podcasts like you know there's fiction and documentary and comedy and drama yeah it was amazing the more you did that the more you said I need to head down this path yeah and I fell in love with being on the radio and just that sense of storytelling as well and communicating with people and meeting people and I I like the aspect of listening to something without watching it it, mm. It's harder so to... So that you can imagine. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I guess you transcend in a different way. Yeah, definitely. So you never really thought that you'd go into radio in terms of news? No, 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 no. It's always been interviewing people, playing music, or telling stories like a podcast. Have you ever interviewed your parents? No. Oh, have I? I think probably for uni. No, I had to interview a few of my parents' friends during uni, which was... Now, what is fun. that? Uni? Uni, University College, sorry. Oh, is that what you call it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh, don't apologize. So you had to do that for, for projects at school. Yeah. And did you ever think it might be a tough road to hoe? Definitely. I I see what's happening in the world and I'm very aware that it's still a man's world and women are we're fighting hard to make it equal and that's what I want to continue doing. I want to make sure that it's you know, that women are getting just as much um, coverage and, you know, accessibility. And, a, and opportunities. And opportunities, yeah, mm-hmm. as men are. And I, I have seen it and I've felt it in the past of, you know, not being, um, what's the word, not being accepted, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, people doubting me because I'm a female, but no, I've been lucky to be surrounded by pretty incredible women mentors. Does it matter your age, is that a factor? Yeah, I think so. Or, or, or against you? Uh, I, I, in, like in some aspects, it potentially matters. When I was on Triple R, I think at this, when I was beginning, I think I felt that a bit. Like, you know, you're still in high school, uh, you're still in university, mm-hmm. college. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like 21 at that time and everyone else around me was a bit older. But at the comedy festival, I feel very, very lucky that I'm assistant producer and I'm 24 years old and that I'm, you know, being trusted and they believe in me. And you'll continue to do that? That you can juggle a lot of balls in the air at one time, correct? Yeah. (laughs) What is that? I know we're jumping around, but what exactly does that entail when you're at the comedy festival? My job? Yeah. Um, I work as the assistant producer, so we organize all the shows that go to air. And so I'm doing schedules and creating writers and getting the catering ready and organizing flights and making sure the comedians are happy and looking after Is that them. a lot of grunt work yeah. as opposed to creative work? Yeah, but at the end of the day, you're watching something happen right in front of your eyes because it's live because it's theatre which is different to the other worlds I work in. How many days is is the festival? How long does it last? It goes for a month but I work for three months. For three months. I'm just curious after you had that stint here at Market Road Films did it ever cross your mind about trying to get a full-time job in the States? Definitely. That's all I wanted to do. I wanted to move back here straight away but I had to graduate and I had friends and family and partners, but I definitely wanted to move back to the States. Do you think that that's going to be 
something that will happen to you in the future? I hope so. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'd like to get a job here. <laughs> I think I could come without having some groundwork here. I understand that. So talk about what you would like to do in your podcast. At the moment, I'm co-hosting a podcast for my high school. We're interviewing, me and my co-host Fraser are interviewing ex-Michaelians, that's what we call ourselves. Your graduates. Yeah, mm-hmm. who have gone on to do notable things and have had notable careers. It's amazing. We've, we're interviewing some really, really incredible people. So it's just kind of conversation, a conversation between us and our guest, which is really great. But I fell in love with a podcast called Homecoming by Gimlet Media and it's really production-based. So it's like you're watching a TV show, but you're just listening to it. Mm-hmm. So you can hear all the paper moving. You can hear the doors open. You can hear the footsteps. And it's telling... No, it's, it's not distracting. No, no. It's mm-hmm. incredible. And that's that's when I kind of clicked for me that I want to do something like that. Make a little movie, I guess, or a little show, but just have it as audio. Because mm-hmm. it worked so perfectly. But, I, you know, it's a very fine line because you you don't want it to be distracting. Is it fiction or is it it's fact? Fiction. Totally fiction. So they're creating a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just for audio. Yes, it's, I understand. It's, yeah, it's just without visual. So it's different actors each yeah, yeah, yeah. episode. Yeah, it's incredible. Oh wow! Yeah. And how long does how long is each? There's six episodes, and each episode goes for about half an hour. Uh huh. Mm. They've actually now turned it into a TV show. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Or maybe just that's the right thing to do. Yeah. So does your podcast, based on your high school's graduates, does that have an end date that you're not going to continue doing that past a certain time? We're making 10 episodes for Uh the 125th year anniversary, for the school's anniversary. And then... No, they want to. They want to continue it, but at the moment we're just making ten episodes. I guess we'll see how it the flies. Reception is, uh-huh. and then we'll continue. So, talk about what your other plans are for podcasts. Oh, for podcasts, I don't know. Fraser and I have had a lot of ideas. We were obsessed with true crime, but it's hard to stumble upon a true crime story. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. So I don't know. I I'd love to do more conversations with people, meeting new people, traveling around with the podcasts. Yeah. So you would like to do both in terms of being in front of the mic and behind the mic. Yeah. It's funny how with podcasts and with radio, I'm happy talking and I like interviewing, but then with film and television, I always want to be behind the camera. Would you like to direct? Yeah, I think so. I directed a few plays during high school and I love that. I I love theatre and I'd love to direct theatre. And I find the direction of theatre compels me way more than the direction of film and television. Interesting. Also, not that you have to follow in your mother's footsteps, I don't mean it that way, but the fact that you were so exposed to it. Yeah. Although it can really be a grind. And not for nothing, I'm sure it wasn't an easy road to hoe for your mother to be a female director. I've interviewed a ton of female directors. Yeah. I mean, they're getting more ubiquitous, but we still have a very long way to go, particularly in feature films. Mm. Did she ever warn you about that? Mm, Totally. Yeah. (laughs) All the time. Mm -hmm. But that those warnings came with don't stop. Like, even if you get shut down, no matter how many times you fall down, get back up and you keep making it. I think what must be really terrific is that you can experience and witness that your parents are doing things that they love, Mm. even though there may be some days when it's a tough road to hoe. Definitely. I feel really, really special that I can, well, that I've, my whole life I've watched 
these two people work in an industry that they love. And recently I had a conversation with mum and dad because, you know, I've just come out of three years of nonstop work basically. I've just jumped from one job to another and at the moment I haven't had a big job since the comedy festival finished and it feels a bit strange to be working on my own projects that you don't necessarily see achievements straight away. Like it takes a long time to see what you're doing come to fruition, I guess. And I was talking to them about that and, you know, how I'm trying to teach myself to not expect to see everything straight away and how I think I'm addicted to the adrenaline of fast-paced working. And they both said, you know, we've sometimes go a year without having a big job. You just have to keep working and you work on your own projects and you use that time wisely and you create other things and, but know that you will get onto another job and... Well, it's interesting for you, and you're young, but it's interesting that you have had jobs that have very short beginnings and ends, you know, I mean, Mm. by virtue of what they Mm. are. And I wonder if that makes a difference for you, the fact that maybe you don't have an opportunity to be bored Mm. because you're moving along more readily than somebody else who has a different kind of nine-to-five existence. Yeah, 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 definitely. It's it's hard because... Sometimes when you're in the midst of those jobs, you know, you're working 15-hour days and you can't see the next day that you have off and all you want is a day off. But then as soon as you finish that job, all I want is to get back. To work again. Yeah. 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 I mean, I brought up the podcasting because I guess that's the next thing on your agenda. I think so, yeah. I want to delve into that medium, you could say. Would you ever entertain the idea of having your parents on a podcast? hundred percent. Yeah, well, I want to do something, like I said before, about the last laugh, about how the comedy festival started. Right, right, right. So that's what I would love to do, like a five-part podcast about the last laugh. And so my parents, totally, they'd be at the forefront of that. So what do you see happening to you aside from spending time doing the podcasting? What do I want? Sooner rather than later. would love... A little production company that oh, I start own. with. Um, I'm working with two girls at the moment and I'd love to work with them for ages. One's a writer and one's a director and I'm producing. So I think we'd be a pretty awesome. So wait team. a second. You're being a little dismissive of that. What are you producing? Well, we're, I'm not really meant to talk about it that much, but we're in development for a web series. Oh, so, wow, you have a ton of interests here. Yeah. You have a lot of balls in the air. Yeah, I know. You know? Can you, well, the fact that you're there and we're here, you can't share what the theme of your... No? No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see an interest in that? Has, has anybody spoken to you about maybe taking this? Well, that's what we are working on at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For back there. Yeah, 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 for back in Melbourne. Uh-huh. But to work with... We're working under... Um, Robin and Wayne, who have Gristmill, they're mentoring us throughout the whole process and they're just incredible. And they, their production company is so amazing and holds values or just has values that I believe in so much. And so I'd love to start a production company like them. Well, actually, talking about this, you've really had a lot of support, forget from your family, but outside. And that must be very heartwarming. Obviously, you have to prove yourself. No one suffers fools gladly. But that must be really something for you, that nobody has discouraged you along the way. Yeah, I do feel very lucky. Well, it's more than luck. Obviously, it has to take talent and skill, but I think that's great. And I think it's also great to have a really strong sense of what it is you want to do. Well, you have to, I think, and it's... You don't want to be typecast, so No, and I... Because I do work in 
lots of different fields and lots lots of different jobs, I am getting a taste of lots of different things. And so I like, mm-hmm. and I fall in love with one thing and then I do something else and I fall in love with that. So I, I'm trying to do a million things at once. I love that way of working. Again, and, that's the way my parents have worked their whole lives. And do you really see that there's a possibility that you might leave Australia? I'd love to. At one point in my life, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To relocate to either California or New York <laughs> where it's happening on either coast. This city is pretty incredible. And that's what, when I was interning, that's what I realized. Like you just, you work so hard, but also everyone around you here is um, so helpful. And oh, that's so great to hear. Yeah. Well, it's true. They, they push you and you meet people like that just to you know, introduce you to different different people and take you along to different events. And it's pretty incredible, this city. Well, also for you, being on the West Coast, which is more film-centric, is not something that you necessarily want to do. So mm. it would make, although television shows certainly are produced out there, would you entertain television or not so much? Yeah, yes? yeah, yeah. Well, the past two jobs I've worked with Chris Miller have been television. I love television. Is that the investigators? What is that about? (laughs) It's a um, kids television show about a grade five detective agency for children started a detective agency called the investigators because they're the best investigators. Oh, that's great. It's on Netflix worldwide. Oh, that's terrific. Yeah. And so I I said it was 40 episodes. 40 episodes for now. And there's a possibility that if they do more, they'll call you back. Hopefully. So you could be just running from pillar to post then, Claudia, <laughs> right? I mean, you're kind of overwhelming me with all these potential options. I mean, I work at a casual job. I'm an usher at theatres in Melbourne, and that's how I, you know, my the podcast and web series, I'm not making any money from that. You know, I'm doing lots of different things, but I'm not really getting my main source of income is ushering at theatres. So I have to maintain a casual job while doing these creative things on the other mm-hmm. side. Well, I would assume the podcast for your high school is just to get the word out. And for us to get experience as well. For Fraser oh, to cut I, your teeth. Yeah, uh-huh. to get into this form of storytelling that we've wanted to do for so long, but we've been nervous to because we neither of us had had any experience with podcasting. So to be able to do this for St. Michael's and to have a structure and a deadline and you know, a way that they want it to go is pretty amazing. So you don't get discouraged, do you? Sometimes. (laughs) You're so enthusiastic and you're so open to anything. Obviously, that works in your favor. It's exciting. I find it exciting doing all these different things. Well, people must really love working with you. I mean, that stands for something and that means a lot. Nobody wants to be with an unhappy bitch. (laughs) Is Melbourne Australia's creative hub? hub? Yeah, Yeah. it is. And so what a great place to be born and bred, yeah. right? So there's not another part of that country that you would move to. No. This is the place to be, yeah, yeah, Melbourne. Yeah, it's an amazing city. Why it's got I everything. Come? It's mm-hmm. got you. There's something to do every night. It kind of, in a weird way, feels a bit like New York. Like it's not, it's definitely not as packed and it doesn't have as many people. And, and that's a positive, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, you know, you, you go see gigs and you go to exhibition openings and you see films and you're surrounded by creative people all the time. And you've got the beach also like 20 minutes away from the city. So there are no negatives. No, no negatives. Well, you might think twice about coming to New York, but then maybe you could get a little tired of all the positives in Melbourne. Yeah. (laughs) I think I need some New York all the time. Well, that's great. Well, thanks so much, Claudia, for sharing your life and your passions with us. And I assume we'll be hearing from Claudia in the future. (laughs) And you should keep us abreast of all your 
creative endeavors and what's going on because you've got a lot of creative enthusiasm and it's contagious. Thank you for having me. I only wish you the best. Thank you. And we'll be hearing from you. I I think I can take that to the bank. (laughs) Hopefully. Join us for another edition of Conversations with Creative Women. I'm Sandy Klein.